Hey, this is a podcast. No, wait, it's a comedy podcast. Well, we tried to make it a comedy podcast and uh, it's not meant to offend anyone. So don't get offended, okay? And wait, there's something else. Oh yeah, yeah, listener discretion is advised. Audiomatic presents Our Last Week. Hi Kunal. Hi Paul. So again, our work has parted us. Yes. You are shooting now for a month and I am back in London and then traveling to Norway and other places for work. Uh, how, how are you managing without me? It's hard, but I, I'm surviving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you the uh, the biggest uh, Indian comic to ever travel to Norway in the sense that you are a huge stand-up comedian in in Norway, right? They they love you, you know, there. <clears throat> that's the thing and I'm I'm trying to make Instagram posts that sort of suggest that you know mm. that I'm a giant in Norway. The reality is uh, this is this is why I could share this with our listeners because they've almost become like friends. I won't say family mm-hmm. because most sensible people don't share anything with family. Um, mm. But because this is a close-knit group of a few thousand people, uh, there's basically one comedy club in Oslo that is very fond of me. Okay, mm. That mm. club fits about 250 people. This is a decent mm. number of people. And in Norway, by Norway mathematics, it's a huge part of the population, if you think about mm. it. And that's true. I mean, yeah, that's all of they, them. That's everyone in Norway. Hmm. And that club keeps calling me once a year, hmm. uh, sometimes twice a year. It's an interesting alliance because, <clears throat> you know, I could f- fill a room in Calcutta. I could fill a room in Bangalore. I could fill yeah. somewhat of a room in Bombay. And I can fill a room in Oslo. Yeah. Which is, you know, when you look back on life, there are some mm. things you can't plan for. This is like one of those things. Mm. And it's a tiny club with a you know basement comedy club where 250 people come and see my shows. Yeah. Um, but I think this is the age of exaggeration. I can extrapolate that and say I'm huge in Oslo. Yeah. Because the world is what Instagram says it is, right? So I can say I'm massive in Oslo. Whereas it's just one guy at one club in Oslo that liked what I did and said, hey, you should come back. Yeah. And he paid for my tickets to go back. No, but given their population and the ratio of like, you know, the the, the population to uh, to audience sizes and all of that, you're probably the the, the biggest stand-up comedian uh, in, in the country there. Well, it depends because, I mean, you know, Amit Tandon and various other comedians have played Oslo to Indian audiences. And had right, thousands right. of people. I am playing to right. Norwegian audiences. Now, if you told me when I was growing up in Calcutta in 1989, Anubhav, mm. one day you would be a comedian playing to 250 Norwegians, you know, right by the Bering Sea next to a shop yeah. that sells whale meat. I'd right. be like, uh, I, don't, I, I don't think that's where my life is going. But, mm. but yeah, I mean, that's the... I, that's I where mean, you again, find yourself. Yeah, and also, the thing about India is it'll surprise you. Like, I will go out there and boast saying, I'm huge in Norway, I'm the biggest Indian comedian in Norway. 
and then there'll be mm. some other indian comedian who will be much bigger that we don't know right. that's the thing if you have 1.3 billion people there's going to be some indian person in norway yeah. who's yeah. huge who does many more sell out tours that's not me yeah but in india we always say this na like india's first you mm. know transgender juggler left handed so many people left handed <laughs> india's first left handed transgender juggler till what possible like, excuse me hello 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 yeah i've been juggling my whole life i'm left handed i've been trans since in i was in fact two. i only have a left hand <laughs> yeah i only do it with the left hand Yeah. Yeah, and then another person will show up saying I've got no hands. I've got an artificial left hand. Yeah. And my parents are trans. I am trans. I've been juggling for years. So that's the thing about 1.3 billion people. Wait, the moment you say India's only, somebody's going to yeah. say one second, one second, one second. One Eek minute, one minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are India's only what? I've been that yeah. for a long time. <laughs> I think you should only say the country is only if you come from a small population you know yeah yeah that's true you know if you come from a small country you look around say you come from one of those tiny west indian islands say mm. you come from antigua or barbuda antigua is probably large like you come from a tiny island you look around and you're like mm. yeah i'm probably the country's only werewolf but in india it wouldn't work in your own village there'll be three other werewolves and then there'd be a court case yeah You know, but the, but I I think yeah. that the I think you need to be very specific when you say biggest uh, comedian. You know, you have to you have to get down to uh, like real specificity and saying you know the only person from uh, who has roots in Calcutta with a surname <laughs> Pal, yeah, <laughs> is, yeah, you know, of middling height, uh, yeah, balding, uh, you know, yeah, balding. But even then, even then, you'll be down to at least nine other people. Nine to twelve, yeah. Yeah, you would have brought it down, but you wouldn't yeah. have. But not eliminated. Yeah. You would have eliminated everyone. That's the thing. Years ago, remember, we actually met on on the film. We did a film called Loins of Punjab Presents by the great Manish Acharya, and I remember for the longest time after the film became a hit, they were looking for different ways to keep the ads running. Right. So. Hmm. Hmm. First, it said India's highest-grossing English uh, English language comedy. Right. And then someone complained, saying, "No, no, there's another film that was India." So then they had to change it to India's highest-growing English language comedy crossover. Released this year. <laughs> Released this year. India's highest-grossing in comedy. In the month of March. Yeah. In the month of March, featuring Shivam Azmi. India's highest-grossing yeah. comedy, and then there was, even there it was four. India's highest-grossing comedy yaar. featuring yeah <laughs> yeah featuring Shamana Azmi with a small white dog yeah so there were two there's still one more yeah like, I did one with Shamana Azmi which was released in July with a small dog which is a that dog was not white it was not white that will be the <laughs> argument yeah yeah that will be in court so India's yeah. only is always tricky always tricky always always tricky. So how are you Kunal how's the shoot going you're back at work here Yeah I'm back at work here it's going well it's going uh, yeah it's going fine Hectic Yeah shoots are hectic, hectic I think it's a Shoots are hectic but you're a popular actor this is your job Like I I I don't think I've ever said this but I don't particularly like stand up comedy I just know I'm I'm mm-hmm. reasonably good at it I guess mm-hmm. I'm okay at it but I don't like it you know 
because it's a tedious responsibility to go every night and make people laugh you know it's a very yeah there's no other job like that you know where and, and no it's not job. a shared responsibility the responsibility is only yours whereas with mine it, i mean the responsibility of entertaining is shared by multiple people are the director fucked up the series what lied are you that know, editor you... man he was a asshole <laughs> yeah he cut out all the and what was that writing you know so you can go you yeah. can, and so many people are responsible for the audience to have a good time whereas you standing there alone on stage with that little light and mic late at night nobody knows me yeah yeah you're in a club and you're making all these people laugh it's sort of like it's too much responsibility it's it's a lot of work you know for for they've left their homes i mean people don't leave their homes to go and watch a film anymore they don't even i mean they don't and here you have dragged people out in the cold uh and now you know there's a lot of pressure that this evening better be good yeah so it's too much pressure too much pressure and 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 there's no other profession apart from maybe the roman circus you know in ancient rome mm. i mean it, let's say they took a slave and they put him in a thing and it was the slave versus a lion you know so the yeah. mathematics are absolute hmm. like either the lion will die or the guy will die Hmm, hmm. You know, like you don't have any other job where the results are so absolute. You know, like is he yeah. going to make us laugh or not make us laugh? If you watch a play and you leave, it's sort of like it's not bad, yeah. You know, you could always say that that's why I've okay. always felt that stand-up comedy and theatre should always be accompanied with lions. <laughs> they, they. <laughs> because you know in the in the event that the play yeah, or the the yeah. stand up act is not going well you can always mm. rely on lions or some other wild animals you know <laughs> to make sure that so, the evening hasn't gone too badly so like if the jokes are falling flat and all the stuff the organizer just says are chodo yaar lion ko chodo lion ko chodo and the lion yeah. just comes out eats the stand up you know and then everyone's like yay oh, it's lovely and they yeah <laughs> It was a, a good evening. It was the comedian funny. He's like he was okay, but then the best bit was when he got eaten. Nah? That was the best. Eaten bit. was great. That was lovely. And in fact, he didn't get fully eaten. Also, he's still alive, but he's <laughs> yeah. lost his right hand. Now he's yeah. he's now only a, he's a lefty now. Yeah. In fact, yeah. India's only lefty. <laughs> yeah, India's only left-handed, half-eaten comedian. Yeah. 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 Will be performing. Yeah. You must go um, for the show, yeah. And then someone will be like, "Arey, he's not India's only half-eaten lefty comedian. I saw yeah. one guy last week only. He was also half-eaten by a lion. Ha, huh, but he only had a right hand, na? Ha, huh, this guy's India's yeah. only left-handed half-eaten comedian. Left-handed. Oh, ah, right. okay, okay. That's why I feel that you know entertainment shows in the past, especially in places like America, even in the UK or all over the Western world. they they would really be one thing you know like the stand up was the guy who'd come in the middle of the other acts and lighten up the the thing and the, you know then there'd be some uh, there'd be some dancers there'd be animals there'd be a magician so you can you can choose you know you can pick and choose what you like now with only a play or only stand up there's too much pressure on the performer to be you know exceptional whereas there it was spread spread around a little bit it was much better because there was nudity you know there would be some yes. dancing there'd be a man and an animal so it's usually yeah. a walrus who is bounce balancing a ball on his head you know correct some com- some comedy 
you know and then maybe a sad poem or something so you get a range throughout the evening full range full range and even the comedian is thinking see after me there's a walrus so yeah. i'm not the last thing they're seeing tonight you know correct correct so that's that so the pressure on you to be great is not there anymore you know you can just be correct correct yeah the other thing is that as people you know as comedians people want to do bigger and bigger shows Hmm. As the years have gone by, I want to do smaller and smaller shows. I guess fewer the people, it gets harder and harder. That's true. That's true. That is true. Like I don't know about your family. I guess, I guess people would consider you a funny guy, right? Yeah, but now to sit in front of one person and just make them laugh yeah. is tough. I'll like both our partners uh, don't laugh at a lot of things we say. No. And and we we claim to do this professionally. You know, like. Yeah, a lot of a and there's uh, a huge <laughs> difference of laughing at and with, you know. So that is where no, the my partner is always laughing at. He's always laughing at. Yeah, yeah. So there's that, but but beyond that, also, I don't think that you know we are very good at our job. That's the other thing, you know. Hmm. Like, hmm. luckily with this podcast, we have editors who can take a lot of this yeah. shit out. You know, like. Yeah. Like right now, we are searching for something funny, and we're failing. The older we're getting, we're failing more. So I haven't yeah, cracked this, yeah. but what I'm what I'm getting at is that this is a this is a very uh, meaningless and high pressured profession. Yes, you know, like I'm saying, the even a heart surgeon who's under a lot of right. pressure because he's doing a multiple yeah. bypass has thirty other surgeons. A pilot has two other co-pilots. Yeah, yeah. What is this profession? This is nonsense. Nonsense. So let's get into a break. Yeah, let's do a break. This is a break. This is the break. This is a break. <laughs> Welcome this, to the break. What was it earlier? Not a break. That was not a break. This is a break. During this break, we would like to advertise a product. What should we advertise? Hands. Hands. Yeah. Hands. Without it, you. It's a little tougher. It's difficult. Yeah. Get hands. Yeah. Live life to the fullest. So. Uh, if you don't want to listen to shit ads like this don't listen to these ads yeah uh, do something with your life yeah. go to patreon.com yeah where you will not have to listen to us talking nonsense yeah and you don't have to listen to this garbage part of the podcast this garbage part of the, you can listen to other garbage parts of the podcast and you can and you can listen to it ad free for you to be on patreon get special episodes merchandise live shows yep and uh, you know many other benefits go to patreon.com forward slash our last week bye Bye. Now I'll talk for another hour, Kunal, so people switch off immediately. We can just do a low hum over here during the ad break. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Shall I read the Hanuman Chalisa? No, no, no. That because that'll get offensive. Yeah, yeah. Offend. No, yeah. yeah. To religious and non-religious people. And to people with ears. Exactly. Yeah. Khan. Zarurat hai. That should be an ad for Spotify. Khan. Leke aye. Kunal. Yes. Couple of other conundrums. Yes. I was uh, I just flew in through Heathrow as you know. Right. Right. And at Heathrow Immigration, everybody that was there at Heathrow Immigration, um immigration officers were of Indian origin. Hmm. And so there were 14 counters for immigration, immigration officers, and hmm. all 14 people doing immigration at Heathrow uh, at London were of Indian origin. Hmm. And do you and I thought to myself my conundrum was, do you think if you're an Indian person Mm. You think you have some extra advantage 
if mm-hmm. the immigration officer is of Indian origin, right? Like obviously mm. the officer is born and bred in Britain, but in your right. head you think you have some extra leverage. So you go up to the guy, you're like, sir, hello, sir, mm. you know, like, do you mm. think? Do we do we think like that? Do we get more relaxed? I guess that's a different kind of way of, uh, as in you you have this kind of feeling that ah you know where I come from you know my mm. deal and all that stuff you know what it's like and all that but as in maybe that person has no clue they're just completely British people they just happen to look Asian yeah uh, or from you know like the subcontinent or whatever it is but you always I mean you make assumptions you know like you make assumptions that, ah yeah, yeah. you you don't know yeah you will understand it yeah. It's not like your it, yeah. p- sir, your passport's expired. अरे आप तो जानती हो, madam. Your passport's expired, man. I can't let you into the country. Yeah. It's like अरे, I know it's expired, but boss, it's just you and me, boss. अरे, what are yeah. you saying? Where's your hometown? Your grandparents where? Where Jalandhar? Where near Jalandhar? Outside Jalandhar? Mm. Where near that cycle shop? Behind the cycle shop? Oh. Mm. And he thinks that all that will work, you know? Yeah. Whereas the visa officer is like, how much clearer can I be? Your passport has expired. You will be on the next plane back home. At at some level, you'd assume. I mean, because we make assumptions of like you know, oh, there are more uh, people of uh, British, as in like more Caucasian people who'd be at these counters or who'd be manning the the immigration desks. Um, but but when like say like like you were saying like what if the reverse were to happen in India and you had. You know, white people uh, as immigration officers here would that yeah. be strange for Indians coming back? Or or other and they white could people be, and, would and they could be they could be white people who've you know who've spent all their life in India, you know, raised in yeah. Pondicherry or. But do you think do you think those other white people will also try to get extra leverage? You know, like they'd be like, yeah, your grandparents are from Surrey. Where in Surrey? Oh, yeah. near near the pub, the old horse. Oh, yeah, my granddad used to go there. Sir, your your passport is expired. Yes, but we're yeah. both from Surrey, aren't we? Really, really, where are you from? <laughs> You're from Surrey, aren't you? You know, so <laughs> the reverse would also be, you know, maybe. Like, or what would be absolutely amazing? What would be absolutely yeah. amazing is if you were an Indian guy going up to an immigration counter, and because we make racial and cultural stereotypes, you would think that. Mm. The Indian guy will understand your Indianness, right? Right. So you go to the say the, the Sikh gentleman, and you're like, "Boss, so your passport is expired." Yeah, I know passport's expired, but boss, Daljeet Dosanjh, huh? you like Daljeet Dosanjh? Uh, we're both into Daljeet Dosanjh, so come on, brother, just stamp it now, stamp it now. You wink at him, and he's like, "I don't know who Daljeet Dosanjh is, you know, but I can't let yeah. you in the country." But this is the problem with cultural stereotyping. What if? There's a white immigration officer who's huge into Daljeet Dosanjh. You know that's why yeah. I think if you're trying to make a bond, you shouldn't do it because it's Indian to Indian. You should do it with everyone. Yeah. Then you just go to any counter at Heathrow and be like, "So your passport's expired? Yeah, but tell me how good was Daljeet Dosanjh's last album, brother? You know, brother yeah. to brother. Bolna, bolna." And suddenly you see this white guy saying he was quite good actually. It's my favorite album. Yeah, you know, suddenly, good. suddenly you're like, you like saag paneer, you like saag paneer, and the white guy is like, I, I made saag paneer this morning. 
He's like, welcome to Britain. You know, like, don't worry about the passport. It's fine. Come, come, come. Satsriya Kaal. And to you, brother. <laughs> like, I'm saying, if you're going to, just don't just do it to Indians. Do it with everyone yeah, and see how far you all, go. all. Kural, we have some conundrums, yes. excellent conundrums from our listeners. Three excellent conundrums. Our first conundrum is from a gentleman called Jasim. Hello, Jasim. And, hi, Jasim. My friends recently informed me that I interrupt them as I don't let them complete their sentences. So I began trying to mm -hmm. refrain from telling my story during their story as they were telling it. However, I realized that by the time they finished their story, I had forgotten what I had to say. This unsettles my brain as it is now trying to remember what my story was. What should be done here? Mm. Excellent conundrum. Oh. I think as, as Indians, we interrupt each other a lot. Like, I don't ever think I finished one story at a dinner or anything. I think that, you know, generally as Indians, we, and, and I, I think this is a very Western thing where, you know, it's, it's rude to interrupt and you want people to finish their point and finish their story and all of that. But in, in India, I think the way conversation goes, it's more like a battle. It's more it's a like battle. a war. It's a war. It's, uh, it's about getting your word in, you know. It's not, it's very rarely is it about, uh, uh, you know, listening to other people, learning from their life experiences or their stories or whatever it is. Um, it's all about, you know, uh, like, like you're saying that and then I'm going to jump on that and I have something better than you. So I think yeah. that, that generally we look at conversations more as listen you think that is entertaining listen to this and but you haven't yeah. even heard what exactly that person said so I, I guess at it's some level yeah because you know there's so many people yes, families are large uh, classrooms are large you can't be heard in your own classroom your group of friends is generally massive and you know everyone is trying to shout on top of you so generally the sound levels are higher everyone's trying to get their word in so it becomes difficult to be heard otherwise you just become a quiet person and you just you know you just take a back seat and listen to everybody but if you are a person who's engaging in our country i think you end up interrupting so a lot so when people say in India, this person's an introvert, what it means mm. is that he tried to have a normal conversation, but everyone shouted mm. him down. So he just gave yeah. up. It's probably, he's like, not an introvert. He's, <laughs> he's a perfectly normal person. Yeah, he he also has stories. Say, yeah, yeah. You know, in India, he's like, Are, he's the bookish type, he's an introvert. No, he's just a person yeah. who wanted to finish a sentence and you didn't let him. Yeah. That's why he just gave up. He's a very intelligent person. But it's very funny observations of life, but he doesn't say he doesn't say anything. It's so true though that it is it is a war. Like anytime you're at a dinner or anything, somebody somebody said, So, you know, on Thursday I was going to Darjeeling. Are nothing? I was in Darjeeling this morning. I went there this morning. Yeah. You know, there'll always be some bully who will always just come in with a better story. And then hmm. third person will be like, Darjeeling has gone to hell, huh? It's just Traffic, Land Rovers, yeah. you know, and then you've lost what you were going to say. So that obviously that person becomes quiet at the end of the day. Yeah. But Jasim's conundrum is different. He's like, I don't mean to interrupt, but I'll forget what I'm saying. So hmm. I have a solution for Jasim. Can he just say, uh, excuse me, can I just interrupt for one second? Can I just interrupt? Can I please interrupt? <laughs> you know, he just should seek permission for interruption. I just need to interrupt for one second because I'll forget what I'm interrupting about. Can I just interrupt? Hmm. You know, like, if, don't you think that's better? Like, if Jasim just had a little bit of space to interrupt. 
I I think that what you're saying is that is is use the term sorry to interrupt. Hmm. 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 You know, and that's where uh, this thing. But uh, and then just go ahead and interrupt. Sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted to say that you know, and I guess yeah. that like and and then you end up talking for fifteen minutes straight, and then saying sorry, ah, just back to back to you. You please yeah, continue. Yeah. And, and then, then that, that guy's that guy's forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's that's just all Indian news channels, no? That's that's how they work, no? Because the host Absolutely. needs to be heard. So he's like, sorry to interrupt, but uh, just wanted to say, you know, what's going on in Assam? They don't apologize. They just interrupt. And I guess that if you're bred, like you know, if you're bred on this culture of basically just like these news channels, uh, your normal like you know everyday dinner table conversation. Everyone is interrupting everyone constantly. It's a tennis match, you know. Like like I I think that I think one way to deal with it is that listen, if I'm interrupting you, please go ahead and interrupt me also. It's okay. I'm used to it. You know, you should be able to get interrupted and interrupt also. It's Otherwise, it's man it's just, versus to... lion. It's the same thing. It's man versus lion. Yeah. It's. Because as a child, your parents are like, you know, just make your voice heard. Huh? You go there, if the other boys are shouting, just shout louder. Yeah. It's either that, you know, or you go the Gandhi way, where Gandhi wanted to be heard, you know, over the British, mm. over other Indians shouting. So he just said, I won't eat. So then you yeah. do something dramatic like that. Then everyone looks mm. at you, you know, like. Correct. I'm just not going to wear su- a suit anymore. I'm going to roam around in loin cloth and not eat. Then everyone mm. turns to you like, I look at this guy, man, he's not eating. You know, like, then you have to take the focus away from the words with some some drastic measure. Correct. Like, Correct. look at that guy, he's not talking, but he's just set himself on fire. So then you'll notice, mm. you know, so otherwise being heard over the noise is very tricky in India. Correct. Then you're, then you're not an interrupter, you're a disruptor. <laughs> you're a disruptor. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're a full disruptor. Yeah. Full disruptor. Yeah. Kunal. Yes. Conundrum has come in from a lady, Sakshi. Hi, Sakshi. And, <coughs> hi, Sakshi. Great conundrum. Hey, Palan Kiarke. Recently, I had come across this beautiful planner. She wrote Beautiful Planner in capitals that I loved mm-hmm. and I thought of getting it for myself. But later, I thought I'll buy it for my boyfriend. That's sweet. So I got the same planner, but personalized it for him. Got his name printed on the hardcover, etc., etc., and ordered it. Oh, now, she says. We broke up a few days back and I received the planner today in the mail. What the fuck should I do? She did in capitals with this beautiful capitals planner that my ex's name has is engraved on it. All capitals can't be used because of his name, can't destroy it because it is too pretty. What the fuck should I do? This lady, superb, superb Sakshi. She's understood the meaning of this podcast. This, she's, this is mm. really affecting her. Keep the planner. Keep the planner. What do you mean? I mean... Keep the planner. I mean, can you remove hmm. an engraving? Can you take it back to a shop? Well, if it's from one of those online things that allows it to be returned, I guess that's one way to do it. But you know, this this actually uh, what what it, what it makes me think of, hmm. and and it's quite. I mean, I mean, it's quite poetic that it's it's been engraved on something. You know, on a, on a planner. Firstly, planners themselves are sort of extinct. You know, I I mean, very few people actually lo- use planners. Uh, but it's it's sweet. I mean, it's a it's a nice sort of retro sort of gift to give someone. I'm sure people still use them. But but for me, I think what it becomes is a sort of tombstone, you know. And I and and that's why I've never been a fan of people getting buried, you know. In any case, 
because because the tombstone is sort of like a constant reminder of a place that you have to go to uh to pay respect to something or somebody that that was or who was a part of your life and and it's uh, it's physicalizes it you know it's like it's constantly there and it's like it needs maintenance and like rather than just that person be in your thoughts or in your in your whatever uh, part of you can this diary become so, that tombstone like for example that's what i'm thinking that like you know mm. like can't it be a tombstone to that relationship <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean but the only problem is if she wants to use it as a beautiful diary then it's a problem mm. but she then has to use it as a grave like a grave is also not a a place to play cricket and tennis right so right right it is what it is now if she wants practical use of the planner then this hmm. this fool's name is going to be there on the planner which right. makes it difficult because she'll be reminded of this fool it's like i suppose it's like a permanent tattoo of your lover you know it doesn't work out right but let's yeah. say if, if i've engraved you know in big letters aradhna on my hand and yeah. aradhna has left me and run away with you know i, I Rahul Dravid or something you know then i've got aradhna all over my hand and i've constantly explained it to people you know um mm. i agree and i i agree because i i think that you know like if you feel this relationship hasn't gone well or you've got something to learn about you know the person you pick to spend time with uh then it's a cons- then it's a constant reminder in fact the planner becomes a reminder you know uh, yeah, which some yeah. planners oh, do i mean the planner yeah. does remind you right so this planner is reminding you <laughs> that don't pick assholes like this yeah, so it's yeah. a constant reminder and the planner is doing exactly what its job is is to plan a better partner like don't so, plan this kind of person into your day is basically what the planner says that's brilliant so it's reminding you of your immediate tasks for the next 3 days but it's also reminding you of the shit of your past you know like yeah and it's saying listen you fool this is the person <laughs> that you chose to spend time with just yeah. reminding you not to plan this into your week yeah and by the way on thursday at 7 you have a yoga class you know it's also that yeah it's yeah. also that yeah yeah hi there my name is nitin sundar and i'm abhishek chopra join us on heads and tails a weekly cricket podcast where true to our name we help you make heads and tails out of the top cricket stories of the week before we jump head first into the tales of cricket from years gone by on this podcast it doesn't matter if the coin lands heads or tails at the end of the day cricket is the winner catch heads and tails wherever you get your podcasts Kunal, my final yes. conundrum, my final conundrum of the week. Um, it's a very small conundrum. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, when I just took a long flight, I took a thirteen-hour flight from Calcutta to Dubai, Dubai to London. Watched a lot of right. movies, and I just realized: is it possible to walk down an aeroplane and watch all these hundreds of people watching movies and not judge them? No, it's not possible. not possible right because as i was walking someone was watching surya vanshi and i'm like what the fuck kind of person are you you know like hmm. i'm immediately judging him and he could just be catching up on surya vanshi you know it's a rohit shetty hmm. film about three policemen that say bombay but the hmm. other problem i have is first i'm judging him 
then I am my worst enemy because then I stop in the aisle pretending hmm. like I'm waiting for the toilet, but I start watching Surya Vanshi also. Hmm. You know, you've never done that. You're like, how? I look at yeah. me. I'm so much culturally superior. I'm watching HBO, yeah. and look at this guy. He's watching Surya. Oh, Gulshan Grover, isn't it? You know, then hmm. you're sucked in. I hmm. I can't take my eyes off other people's movies on a plane. Yeah, I mean it happens. I as in I I get I get into what I'm watching. I I generally catch up on a lot of trash myself. Uh, and sometimes you know if they have some uh some films that have whatever. But but generally my eyes do kind of drift left right and you know even to the seats in front just to check. Sometimes I find myself even just like you know sitting up in my seat a little bit just to check out. And also what it lets you do is that it 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 helps you decide what to watch sometimes like l- let's see what other trash is out there so without having to browse through that menu you're you're already seeing what other people what trash other people are watching so it kind of narrows it down and you say ah they've got this okay maybe yeah. i can watch this so so that it helps me in that way sometimes so even when i'm walking down an aisle i'm constantly i don't look at their faces as much as their screens and i'm constantly saying okay he's watching this garbage that's garbage. oh this is interesting ah this oh what is this show and then then you finally so so it does it does help in decision making but sometimes i do end up watching what's happening on you know on uh, next to me have, uh, they, have they ever I done an experiment to say whether it's a good idea to have you know 600 screens going at once you know like have they ever mm, put a person mm. in a room and put six screens with six different films and asked him Mm-hmm. You know which one are you actually watching? That's what happens on a plane. Mm-hmm. So they give us five hundred screens, yeah. and you're walking around being like, "Oh, I want to watch that. Oh, what's that? Why is he watching that?" You know. So mm-hmm. I think there's there's got to be some psychological experiment where if you are watching something, I I actually miss. I don't miss actually. I I I I mean I I definitely don't miss. But I don't know if you remember the time when we used to travel in buses. and sometimes in planes as well they w- where they would have a common screen at the end of the thing and then they'd have just one screen pop down from the center and they'd have like maybe seven or eight screens and then they just play a movie and this would be the movie for the flight and you'd be like shit i didn't want this movie or everyone would be like are yaar naf and in the bus uh, the bus the thing is no one has headphones right so everyone's just subjected to whatever movie it is that's playing and it would be some garbage but you'd just end up watching it right and and that's why i feel that forced cinema is actually something we've lost you know the fact that a lot of our cinema from the past i don't know whether it worked or didn't work but it was forced on us and i think that that's what's lacking in today's world is that the cinema is not forced enough on people it was as shit back then it was just that it was shoved down people's throats in buses in planes uh, on television there was only that so people had to it was like force fed into people and then people became stars and household names because they were just force fed those things and i think today because you have the choice of switching and choosing and like everyone's watching 40000 different things no one's being force fed and i'm not saying i miss it but i think that that <laughs> that is a cultural shift that's happened the last thing i'm going to say is that i do miss it i miss the days <laughs> when i had to do <laughs> i do miss it i may sound like an uncle but i really miss the days where i had to do a 12 hour flight and yeah. you know there was one big fat tv that would come yeah. down and yeah. british airways would or air india would play whatever 
Although <laughs> I have to say, the number of people people watching Surya Vanshi by Rohit Shetty was higher than any other film. So basically, they were still on that bus. Everyone, yeah. So people had self-selected the the film the that pain. that you were forced to watch. Maybe that is democracy. <laughs> that you self-select yeah. the thing that they are giving you anyway. Basically, it's pick your torture. Pick your torture. You picked your own torture. Yeah. 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 Kunal, this has been our last week. It has. Uh, thank you to uh, all our uh, listeners. Thank you for sending in your conundrums. We've got one excellent conundrum about an auto rickshaw driver that we've been meaning to get to for about three weeks now, <laughs> which we haven't. Well, we'll do it next week. Promise. We will. We will. And as always, we're on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash our last week. Or you can absolutely write to us at our last week at audiomatic.in. Please do. Kunal. Before you go, last words from you. Are you looking forward to your day of acting? Uh, it's a night shoot, so uh, <laughs> it's a night of acting. <laughs> yeah. Are you looking forward to your? No, no, I don't like night shoots. You know, it. Uh, it's just. It's. It's difficult. It's difficult. I did one recently. I. I was in my head. I was fast asleep by four o'clock in the morning. I was gone. Yeah, it's a tough thing to do. Well, let's hope you stay stay awake for the sake of your viewers. Because just remember, when this comes out on streaming, if you're not awake, the viewers <laughs> much later cannot be expected to be awake to watch it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Bye. Bye. You were listening to Our Last Week, produced by Rajesh Tahil and Avdut Khanulkar, hosted by Anuva Pal and Kunal Roy Kapoor, assistant producer Akanksha Kadam. 